Hey everyone, I want to thank you for joining me as we walk through the strange Paradiso. It's a little later than I normally come on today, but I was so busy today and it just seems a little more fitting that uh, we take a later walk. We take a later walk when the sun is setting maybe to uh, intensify the things that I'm going to share with you. And something that I want to um, say to all of you is um, I don't like to refer to all of you as listeners because you're more than that. You guys are like part of something, a part of a group, even though we have never laid eyes on one another, even though you may live far from me, we may all live far from one another. We are still taking this walk together as a group. So you're part of my group. You're kind of like, um, we're kind of like a, a posse, okay? And um, I just want to say that to let you know that I really appreciate all of you guys so much. It just wouldn't be the same without each and every one of you. And uh, walking through this alone would not be fun. There would really be no reason to do it. So I once again am really happy that you take time out of your day to join me in this walk. So moving on, this is an experience that um, this woman had just a couple of years ago. So she says that she was at like this bar slash restaurant, I guess like a sports bar with a couple of her friends. It was after work on a Friday. And so they were there just going to have a couple of drinks, maybe have something light to eat, appetizers or whatever. And so she said that uh, there was some guy there and they just started talking and um, they were all just hanging out. And uh, so they just kind of like hung out for the rest of the night while they were there. So everybody is finished. They're getting ready to leave. And she goes to her apartment. She lived alone. And she says she got the shower, she put on her night clothes, she's getting ready to go to bed. The way that she was facing this particular night, she, she was facing the bedroom door. So as she's going to sleep, you know, she starts to close her eyes and stuff, and she said that there was a noise. It wasn't a loud um, noise. It was just a noise that just woke her up, a slight noise. So when she woke up, she was looking at the guy that she had met in that 
restaurant just earlier that evening. And so she's kind of startled and she says, how did, what are you doing? How did you get in here? And she says, he just laughed. Not a big, loud, <laughs> no, he just kind of like laughed like, hmm, like that. And then he turned to walk away, to walk out of the room. So she gets up and she follows him. Now he's going towards the kitchen. So when she gets in the area of the kitchen, she turns the light on. Once she turned the kitchen lights on, he disappeared. What? So she stands there and she's alone. He's not there. She goes to the front door. The front door is secured. It's locked. And then she runs into her room. She shuts the door. She gets in her bed and covers her head. She gets under those covers. So a little while later, she said it was not even any more than five minutes past. And she starts to take the covers down off of her head. She didn't turn off those kitchen lights when she ran into her room. She left them on so she could still see the light underneath her doorway. She could still see that the kitchen lights were on. And so she wasn't going to get up and turn them off because she was already freaked out. So she's facing her bedroom door and then the kitchen lights went out. Blah. Okay, what? The kitchen lights went out. She said the whole thing from the time she ran through the kitchen, into her room, shut the door, jumped into her bed, covered her head. She said that whole thing was probably, it was less than 10 minutes, you know, and then she takes the blankets down. She sees the light still shining under her doorway and then when the lights go off she said that whole scene did not last more than 10 minutes so from the time she got in her bed and covered her head up she's saying those lights must have turned off about four three or four minutes later Ugh, okay i got goosebumps guys it's like okay so what are you telling me here? What, what, what do you think that was? Should we discuss it? Should we just come to our own conclusion? Was it, I mean, think about this. To me, I mean, I have no other word to say, but yuck, okay, yuck. I, I don't, I don't know what it was, but um, that is pretty creepy. I feel that this thing's creepy. Now, this other thing happened, I guess sometime, sometime back. This uh, person says that uh, they were living in another state. They were actually living in Michigan. Okay, so this happened in sometime in the 19, earlier 1980s in Michigan. They had some property. They didn't have a whole lot, like a ranch or anything, but they probably had about two and a half acres. This person goes on to say that one day 
after dinner, they, they were just talking, the, the family, they were just sitting around talking, and he noticed out from the window, he could see something, like someone was out on the property, but they were just standing there. So he doesn't say anything, he gets up and he starts walking towards the window and he looks. So then the, the rest of uh, the family want to know what is he looking at. So they get up and they all walk towards the window and look. And they all see a figure standing out there, like in the middle of the property. So this figure starts walking towards them, starts walking towards the house. They notice, he said, he noticed right away that whatever this thing was, it looked like a woman. It kind of looked like an old woman. And it had hoofs. He said, I can't tell you what kind, if they were horse or cow or goat. He said, I don't know. But this thing did not have feet. It was not wearing shoes. It had hoofs of some kind. It got closer it just kept walking towards the house and everybody started freaking out. Wanted to make sure that the door was locked, the back door right there and stuff. This thing walked face to face with the house and then started walking up the side of the house. Without stopping, this thing just kept its gait. Walking up this side of the house. It didn't crawl. It didn't do anything like that. It wasn't on all fours. It just continued. So now it's walking to the side of the house and it gets on the roof. They could hear something up there on the roof and it wasn't a muffled sound. If anyone has ever been inside when maybe people were putting on a roof or people walking around up there putting Christmas lights up, that's one sound. I mean, you can hear something up there, but it's kind of muffled. It makes kind of like a different type of sound. But this sound that they heard up there was like a clop, like a clopping sound. Like, I'm I'm sure this is not the exact sound, but it was kind of like a, you know, a very detailed, sharp, clear sound. So apparently... They all, they didn't want to stay in the house, but they didn't want to go outside. So what they did was they went ahead and went outside. And when they did, the closest neighbor, now the closest neighbor, neighbor, I can't even talk now. The closest neighbor to them was like maybe a quarter mile away. But this person, this neighbor, was looking towards them. He was looking up at the top of their house. So they had to walk off a little ways to see what was on top of their house. I, um, I'm, I'm, t- I'm kind of afraid to talk about this, but they said that while they had seen what looked to be an old woman in the yard and walking to the side of the house, once they went outside and then they looked on the roof of the house, it looked like it was a person with like 
antlers, like deer antlers or something like that. Ugh, I got goosebumps. And the neighbor was looking, and then he walked up towards them, and he said, what, you guys got a deer on top of your roof? But it wasn't a deer because it was walking on two legs. What in the heck? And then, because he was going to go and get his rifle and shoot it. But it disappeared. So they all ran back. They all ran back in to look out to the property to see if this thing is back outside in the yard. But it wasn't. That was it. It was gone. I guess it realized that there was a threat and it just disappeared. Now, what do you think that was? I, I got to tell you guys, okay? There are two things that get me here. And you know what they are. One of them are the hoofs. The other are the antlers. That just scared the crap out of me, okay? That, I, I don't think I would live there anymore. That is just too much. Okay. The last thing that I have to share is a story about... Now, there were these two brothers. So, you guys know how it is to be angry at your parents. You want to do something. They say no. Maybe you want to go to your friends. Or you, you want to do something and your parents say no. And you need to clean up your room and all this and that. So, you get angry at them. So, these two brothers decided that they were going to go down in the basement and they were going to draw a pentagram and then they were going to put some kind of spell on their parents. They didn't know what they were doing. They had seen certain things on some TV shows or something like that. So they knew that, okay, we can go down there and do this and then we'll do some kind of hocus pocus and then maybe, um, They'll be incapacitated for two hours, and then we can go eat candy and drink soda. I mean, it was something like that. It was rather innocent. So they really didn't know what they were getting into. So that's what they did. They went down there, and they drew this thing. And in the meantime, they say that their dad had some tools, and these tools were old. They were um, had belonged to their grandfather, okay? And so these tools were made out of like iron and things like this, very heavy. He said, we never messed with those things because they were heavy and we were a couple of skinny boys. We had to drag those things around if my dad want, wanted them. Oh, can you go in and get my whatever? He's like, those things are too heavy. So anyhow, there they are down there and they make their little design on the on the ground, and then they do say their little whatever it was, abracadabra, and um, then they go back in their rooms and do whatever it is that they were supposed to do. Well, nothing happened. The parents were still just fine, moving around, walking around just fine. So those boys were like, well, I guess it doesn't work. I guess it's just bogus, whatever. So, okay. So in the middle of the night, one of them hears a sound. He hears like the scraping sound. He doesn't know what it is. He just tries to ignore it. But it's kind of like getting louder. 
So his brother is in the next room. His brother comes into his room and he is like, I can't go to sleep. Do you hear that sound? And he said, yeah, what is it? Is it dad? And he's like, I don't think so. But I think it's coming from the basement. So now they are really freaked out. Like, they don't want to go down there, but they almost have to because they may have started something and now they have to finish it. Oh, no. So, okay, here they go. They go down to the basement and what they see. Now, I don't know what this thing is called. I, um, but it's very, very heavy. The thing probably weighed, he said, over 100 pounds or at least 100 pounds. There's no way we could pick this thing up. Well, it was in the middle of the floor. And not only was it in the middle of the floor, but it was either being pushed or dragged towards the door. And that is the scraping sound. This thing was made of iron. So they both freaked out. They couldn't get up those steps fast enough. And when they got to the top, oh, guess who was standing right there? Dad. He's like, what are you, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing down there? Well, they don't want to tell him, oh, well, we tried to put a spell on you and mom and we drew a pentagram and blah, blah, blah. So they're like, nothing and they're crying. Nothing, nothing, dad. So dad goes down there. He gets them both by their arms and he goes down there. And he sees his, whatever that thing was, his tool in the middle of the floor. And he's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like crying. We didn't do it. We came down here. We heard a noise and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, they had to end up owning this. They ended up having to confess and tell their dad. And then their dad calls their mother to come down. Look what your, look what your sons did and all this stuff. Well, somehow, in doing whatever it was they did, they actually opened something, and uh, something came in. And that is what was dragging this thing around. So, the crazy part about this is the dad opened the door. There's a door down there that goes outside. The dad opened the door. There was a screen there, and they all sat there. And this is going to sound weird. This is going to sound strange. But that thing dragged or scraped across the floor all the way to the door right in front of them. He said, it must have took like two hours And we watch that thing. But no one was going to touch it. Their dad was not going to go and pick that thing up. So that thing got close to the door. And then they opened the screen. And the thing went out. Okay. But it gets a little bit worse. Because once it went out, it was never seen again. There was like a, a track because now it's like in dirt. 
So there was a track, there was a line of where this thing was being dragged or pushed through the dirt. And then it just stopped. There were, there was no more uh, indication of this thing being pushed any further. It just stopped, but the thing was gone. Now, what do you think that was? What was the, I mean, what was it? And the funny thing to me is that this was iron. And it is said that iron can be used to actually um, get rid of certain entities. So I don't understand this. Maybe because it wasn't being used as a weapon at that time. Whatever it was, was able to somehow um, drag this thing. We don't know what it actually was that was um, able to move this. But it's a very strange story. And then those boys were punished. But he said, you know, we didn't get a spanking. We uh, didn't get any type of corporal punishment. But the look on their parents' face was enough. He said that look of uh, true disappointment was punishment enough. Very strange story. But there are more out there that are even stranger. And we'll talk about some of those on our next walk. Once again, guys, thank you for taking this journey with me. We'll be walking and talking again soon. I'm hoping that um, I can come back on tomorrow. If not, then I'll try for Friday. We've got so much more to talk about. You can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. Be talking again soon. Ciao.